Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome back to Red Side of the Trent as Forest salvage a 2-2 draw at home to Blackpool and avoiding any embarrassment in the FA Cup. Just myself and Reese Lane on this one today. Reese, you're well? Yes, mate. Are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, what was your thoughts initially walking away from the ground um, after that? Um, just contempt, really, to avoid embarrassment because when you're 2-0 down against a, a side, you know, two divisions below, yeah, you think, Jesus, they're just going to try and sit on this. You know, I, I did think we'd get chances, which obviously we did. And I think the goal before half-time was really key because I don't, if, if, if we would have got, wouldn't have got that, should I say, I think it might have been a, a different story. They might have just um, edged out. But to be fair, when it went to 2-2, I think there was only going to be one team who was going to win it, and that was us. But, um, you know, they'll, they'll be delighted with a replay, and it's probably a game where they think they can get a result against us which they did last year to be fair to them yeah we couldn't finish our bloody dinner I don't think for most of the game I mean even the two two goals we score are like almost half chances really if you want if you want to put it I mean we score a screamer and a ball where it gets put into the box but are you getting concerned that someone like Oromangala is not getting any time since Nuno's come in because I felt like that was a perfect game for him to play where you're getting a lot of the ball um, I was probably surprised. Yeah, I was probably surprised he didn't start really. Um, because, um, but then again, you kind of want to go strong, don't you? Most people said we want to go strong, so he's kind of kept the core of the side. What beat uh, Manchester United? Uh, Nuno has to be fair. I did expect him to come on, but um, he obviously didn't. And I guess we'll have to see going forward. It, it is still early days for this manager, he'll still be assessing the squad. and. I'm sure Mangala's still got um, a huge part to play because we've kind of said on this pod, haven't we, this season's probably one of been our best players this season, to be fair to him. It's just, it's just so odd to see him like get dropped. I think fair enough against Bournemouth where 
he's not going to be as a fleck against 10 men, maybe. I can kind of see that. And then not get started against Newcastle, and then Man U, and then obviously Blackpool, where you think you can have loads of the ball. I thought we really struggled in central midfield in some parts of the game where we just weren't penetrating enough and not, not moving the ball quick enough. Whereas I think he's someone that would do that, personally. Um, I've seen a couple of people put on Twitter that, you know, the the formation, what we're trying to play now, the four-two-three-one, it might that may not suit him playing in a two. I mean, to be fair, it's something that I used to say quite frequently on the pod that when we used to play two midfielders under the previous manager, we always seemed to kind of get overran. So whether that's Nuno thinks Mangala might not be quite athletic enough to play in a two, which with a team that's kind of attacking, I don't know, but. Like I said, it is early days for him, isn't it? and Nuno still be assessing things. And we never know; might be in the side um, for the replay at Bloomfield Road. Yeah. What What did you make of the other changes? Like Vakadimos came in for Turner, and then Warrell come in for for Niakato, who's gone to the Afcon, uh, and I think Toff and Toffle obviously back in for for Aino, who's obviously also gone to the Afcon. Um, loads of there's a there seems to be like a regular thing on on twitter and probably on every forest podcast and media outlet out there reese about the goalkeeper situation yeah well it, it was obvious i mean that uh, vlakadimos deserved a going goal i don't think that's uh, nothing out of the ordinary to see what he's um capable of I, I think the general gist of fans really is that neither goalkeeper seems to be um, people seem to be pleased with. Um, I, there, there has kind of been some talk today I've seen on social media that, like, I know it's not the best barometer, but it's kind of like because Vlakadimos hasn't done the, that well today, it's like that makes Turner better. Whereas, really, I think it's maybe becoming a bit clearer that we need another goalkeeper because, you know, Turner, I think he's, he's as I've said on the pod and as Christian has said, I think he's kicking overall for what was required for the Premier League just makes it makes him not good enough. Flakadimos, I mean I must I wouldn't mind seeing a few more games with him, but again <laughs> there's a kind of running joke into that every shot he's kind of faced is is gone in. I mean the, the goals today, I mean the I mean are, are we going to go into the goals? I don't want to stick we'll probably go into yeah, the goals. Well, I mean I mean I mean the, the first one's come from from Jordan Gabriel, not the Jordan you would have thought would have been associated with a goal today. And I mean, he didn't celebrate. Yeah. I wouldn't have even have been that bothered if he did, to be honest, because it was a yeah. crack. But Montiel's got to do something more than just head it back into the six yard, into the 18 yard box there. Yeah, well, the, the annoying thing about that goal was that um, it was a long ball, which doesn't show you on the highlights. So only those who watched the game live or gone that they would have seen this. He actually wins a header out wide, Gabriel, to start that move off um, mm. against Toffolo. And then it's um, it's crossed in by Dembele. I'm not sure what Montiel's doing. That that's He's either got to head that clear um, in the other direction. The wing, or he could probably maybe just duck and get away with that and kind of trick their player, I guess. I've seen a few shots. Maybe the keeper could have come out for it, but... Montiel should be dealing with that regardless. I mean, to head it back, you don't head it back into your own box, do you? I mean, that that's just suicide, really. And then, to be fair to Gabriel, he's met it perfectly. Um, it, was a, it was a decent header, but everyone kind of stood still and he was alive to it. So fair play to him on that. Um, he, he seemed they they seemed up for it as they're going to be him in particular because 
you know, they're, they're a side with respect who are coming to a, a Premier League side in front of a sellout. They probably won't play near that crowd much this season, probably aside from a couple of, maybe, I'm not going to say that, <laughs> well, I doubt there would have been that many at Derby there when they play. I think because they played them in the League Cup, didn't they? So I'm not sure if they play them in the league or not yet. But you know what I'm saying. Um, and it, there was clearly up for it. And to be fair, we, we we didn't start well enough, and and it gave them something to get into the game from. To be fair to them, if it makes you feel any better, Blackpool beat Derby at Pride Park two 0 So yeah, makes you feel any I think better. That was, yeah, no, was that, in the, that was in the League Cup. Think wasn't it? No, I was in the league. I was in the league. I believe myself. that's what someone see. I seen on 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 Twitter. But anyway, um, they scored like straight away afterwards. I mean, mm. that's a calamity. That's that kind of it. It gives a, a concerning tell to the rest of the Premier League of like. I mean, we put out a first team today, and they they like carved us open with a couple of passes, and I don't even know where to start with that. Like, Bakadimos is does he fall before they? Did that slip over? Yeah, well, well you know. uh, again, like, you know, they win ahead. I think it's one of their, um, might have been CJ Hamilton against Yates, and it kind of gets down, put down the line. And really, I mean, there's, I, I, I did a screenshot and sent this to a few friends. We've got five defenders back and they've got three. And, and Worrell's seeing their player down the line, really. So how we've conceded from that is it, it's really poor. Um, really, the the cross should have been stopped, and I'm, I've no idea really what Vlakovic is doing then because he's he's died and he's nowhere near the ball, and he, he's come to the back post, and then really it's it's kind of one of them. If you hit the target, it's going to go in. He gets a bit fortunate because it hits the post, doesn't it, the inside of the post, and goes in. But um, it was one of them where if you hit the target, really there, lad, um, it was going <laughs> to go in, and it did, and. He, he, to be fair, I couldn't hold it against them. They this, seized this their opportunity to smelt a little bit of blood at 1-0. They made it 2-0 and they, they gave them something to cling on to. And like I said in my first comment, if we hadn't got that goal before half-time, I think they might have nicked it today, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the goal we scored is is pretty well worked, I thought, down the right-hand side. Quite a nice bit of patience and, and a good fall from Montiel and Dominguez got a bit of a knack for scoring headers this year. He's got his second one he's done. And then second time they've kind of combined. But do, do you think it, it was, you could tell like there's a lot of people in the crowd today, maybe not, not. I, I'm not going to like label this with absolutely every single fan, but getting frustrated with how we was playing at that times, weren't they? Yeah, which you can understand because with respect, we're a Premier League team at home against the League One side. You know, and we're two 0 down at that point. So you can you can understand people are going to get frustrated. I think, you know, the crowd, the majority of the crowd, they would have expected really Forest to win, Forest to play probably more on the front foot, and you know, make I wouldn't say light work, but kind of have Blackpool at arm's length and dictate the game. And so when you're two 0 down, it's like Jesus, this could turn into a bit of an embarrassing one, like it did last year when we went under at Bluefield Road, but. Yeah, it was it was well worked and it was something to be fair. I know he had a very indifferent game, Montiel, but you know, he kept getting forward and he crossed it in and it was a good header from Dominguez to be fair. It was right in the corner. I was right sat right behind that. And um, no chance for their goalkeeper. And he kinda of had a similar one, didn't he? Second half, but he just couldn't kind of sort himself out for that one. But um to be fair, I'm glad he scored it because it 
first half, he seemed to be one of the only one or two who seemed really up for it, Dominguez, and that kind of got us going. Um, and f- thankfully, it's avoided us in the end, partly avoided us going out. I thought I thought he was possibly man of the match. For yeah, me. It, I it thought was, he was, especially when he got us, moved, definitely. especially when he got moved into the centre. I thought he he really like turned it on. He he upped the tempo and he upped the quality. And I thought someone who has been in good goal scoring form of late since Nuno's come is Chris Wood Reese, and he squandered a few chances, especially the one right on at the end of half of the first half where Gibbs White plays him in really nicely. It's a good good on the half turn, good pass from Danilo. I was expecting the net to bulge and then kind of as go on in the second half and just really like hammer Blackpool, but that wasn't to be. I think if he just scored that, I think we do go on to win the game, regardless of Morgan Morgan's goal. Yeah, I mean, nil nil, he had a chance into where he um, he brought it down on his fire. Where you know it's always easy in hindsight as a pundit, he'd probably look back and think I probably should have just brought that. Um, down on the outside of my foot because when he brought it down his fire, it was still a bit high. So mm. obviously that's why he's ended up, you know, shanking it over the bar really because their players closing him down. He's got to get a shot off. Um, the second one, I, I generally thought would be meat and drink for him because it was very similar to the chat, the second goal at Newcastle where he's just basically gone in down that left channel in the box. And I just thought he was just going to dink it over the keeper as he did. Um, against Newcastle. I mean, when he hit it, I, I thought he was going to go in the bottom corner, to be fair, but it, um, it just went wide. And yeah, I do agree, Adam, if it had been 2 2 at half time, I think that would have probably killed them. Um, you know, they, they were, I think, even at 2 0 up, if you'd have said to him, look, you'll get a replay, I think a few of their, I think most of their fans would have probably took that and get them back to theirs and it gives them another chance to on their home patch and obviously get some money in the kitty as well because it, it might be on TV. So, so yeah. yeah. Well, we bought Tavares on at half-time. Um, I'm not sure if any of us thought we'd actually see him again in a red shirt. Um, what was your thoughts on, on, on him coming on and what, what did you think of, he, of him overall for that second half? Going forward, yeah, really good. Um, I mean, he is a wing back, is he? Isn't he? Um, yeah. So going forward, I mean, he, he, you look at him and he, he is very athletic, um, very quick. Um, got forward really well. Um, obviously, had that shot what went over. What he probably should have put more in the box. We kept overlapping with Hudson Adore, and that caused Blackpool loads of problems. Second half, to be fair, I mean, defensively, it was a bit. A bit rusty, wasn't he? He got caught on the ball a couple of times. I mean, he got he got booked into in the corner when there was a, a load of challenges going in, which the linesman didn't seem to want to flag for. And then as soon as we put one in, the flag <laughs> I don't was know how up. Got so, I don't even know how he got yeah, booked for that, to be honest. I, I, I don't know if it was a bit of dissent or whatever. But, um, yeah, dissent, I mean, God, what's he play? I mean, has he even played two games in terms of minutes for us? Probably not, I'd imagine. Um mm. And it, it, it kind of, it did need something because with us obviously missing a langer today, there, there was just that in, imbalance of pace, I think, down each flanks. And that did kind of, I mean, him and Hudson Adoy were, you know, kept running at them, didn't they, second half? And, hmm. you know, I think quite a few chances come down that side second half. So, it, it, obviously, if you're playing counter-attacking football and you was playing a, a five, maybe, which... I don't think we can really do it at the minute because we haven't got the centre half for it. Um, I think he'd be ideal, but um, in a four, I'm not sure. But I, I, I mean, I'm not sure about him what's going to happen with his future, whether he's going to stay or not in terms of 
till the end of the season. I mean, that might have been Nuno just kind of having a look today and seeing what's what, really. I mean, I think one of my mates mentioned that if he plays another game, he he will trigger his his option to buy. But I don't know how true that is or not. I'm, I don't know the full details. I don't know if you do. No, I mean, I'm not. Obviously, there was the one with Wood wanted last season where it was was it three games and that triggered. I, I've not seen anything <laughs> in terms of if, if there's a trigger to um, buy like Origi, Montiel, Tavares, any of them. I'm I'm not too sure on that to be honest. Yeah, that's fair enough. But um, we did we did equalise. Um, Morgan Gibbs White's found his score boots in the last two games. I mean, he couldn't get any more postage stamp on that one if he tried. Could he raise what an absolute screamer of an effort? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I said his his finish against United was world class. I mean, that finish was even better. I wanted that was literally if you pick a ball up and you place it in the goal, that was as much as most top corners you could kind of get. Want it? Um, I mean, when he hit it, it kind of looked like a bit of a, a wild attempt from our end. But um, when it hit the top corner, he was like, Jesus, what a goal that is. Um, the, the only frustrating bit about that is once we kind of got level, you thought we'd go on and probably win the game. Um, it's just not a problem until... There was there was odd odd couple of times when, you know, we had the Yates header, didn't we? Um, we obviously had the chance right at the end where it got put across. But you just felt for the turn, the screw that extra little bit, I think we would have probably wrapped the tie up today, but you know, it's um, knackered Nuno's training schedule up, and as he said on Radio Nottingham, so I don't think he was best pleased, yeah. but um, yeah. I thought I thought Hudson-Odoi was a bit wasteful. I mean, that, that, that chance, I think he had a couple of chances where he put the ball wide or just tame, tame efforts at goal. The last one where he's got to find, he's got either got a score or he's got to find wood there, really. I think <laughs> As a as a as a winger of of someone that of someone of his tap and quality, I expect him to do better whether whether he's scoring or, or laying the ball on. We had the one where we cut in, didn't he? And he got a shot away, which is straight at Grimshaw. <clears> I think <throat> that one he'd probably be disappointed himself that he, he didn't do a bit better. Um so I watched the highlights back and to be fair in the ground, I had actually had thought he'd shot for that last one, but right at the death, but he's actually put that across. And to be fair, I can't really knock him for that. It's literally right into that corridor where, like they said on Radio Nottingham, if Chris Wood stood stood to a bit longer, he would have he would have it would have been through. It was literally Gaza at Euro ninety six for those who remember that, where you just needed another inch of a of a stud, and that's in the net and we're through. Um, so I'm not really gonna pick it in for that one. To be fair, what well, what's your feeling? Now for a replay, I know I've seen you tweet that uh, you might try and tie it in with work already. But like overall, do you think it's a good or a bad thing? Because obviously the winter break is like a fairly new concept. It's not really. A, I don't even know if you call it a winter break. But do you think it's a no, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Because I think like the timing of it is a bit like weird. Because like four days before the Brentford game, when mm. we've got. We've got a whole week now. You could probably might just yeah. It's, next it's week. Just but then again, of, they've got a, they've got a schedule yeah, to yeah. And it, by, it's just kind well. of turn around into say if it was Tuesday night of, of, of doing a turnaround and getting everything sorted. Say if it, well, it would have been Wednesday night, wouldn't it? But say if it's Wednesday night, I mean, this you know you're probably going to harm the attendance. You know, it's all the planning what goes into um, getting into a football game, etc. Um, no, it, it's a it, it is a bad thing, mate, because. You know, it's just another game what you didn't really want. 
and it, it, it's a it's a potential banana skin. You know that I'm sure they'll give us a go up there. You know, the last last season they ran all over us. To be fair, um, and you know, like I just said, Nuno said they was they were going away to St George's Park in Burton uh, to do kind of like a team bonding kind of thing, and then it it seemed as if like then the players would go on holiday for a few days. Well, I, I don't know whether that's plans are kind of out the window now. So um, no, it, it's not ideal. Um, I liked what Nuno said. You know, he says this is the reality. This is the cup. But he said, we you know, we have to find a solution um, up on the filed coast. It'll be a tough game, mate. Um, you know, especially if like the web, you know, I'm sure it'll be freezing bloody cold up there. I know that. So it, it's a potential banana skin. I just hope we can be more professional than we was in the first half an hour today. I think the rest of the game from when really Dominguez scored afterwards if we'd have played like that the whole game would have got through no problem it's just it kind of was like the first half an hour we was passing it from side to side and it was as if like oh Bra- it was as if like Blackpool give us an opening whereas you've got to force some openings you know what I mean with good play so um it'll be tough and I'm just hoping we can get through because I don't want to be losing for a league one side one and like I said in the last pod you know, I want to try and have a decent cup run, to be fair. Mm. I, I was a little disappointed with a few players not being a bit more braver. Danilo was one that I thought could have been a bit more braver on the ball and and, and a, a few aspects. Was you a bit disappointed not to see someone like Amababa Badile not get a chance or uh, Aguilera, maybe even one of the young kids on the bench or, or, or was you not really that bothered? Well, I mean, I'm sure Nuno's plan would have been to try and wrap the tie up probably inside, I don't know, 60, 70 minutes, say two, three and a up. And then you could bring on the likes of Aguilera. I mean, Omabadadeli is a strange one because if he does play for us, it does it does mean he then can't go out on loan because he's already played for Norwich this season. That's what Radio Nottingham was saying with the free clubs rule. So... It's kind of like you brought him, really. You've got three centre-halves who are in the squad today. And Warrelu, I think, probably coming to the end there. It wouldn't surprise if he, if we was to get another centre-back that he'd be gone in this window. I mean, it's pretty clear Scott McKenna's going to go because he's out of contract at the end of the season. I mean, he, he can sign a pre-contract agreement with European and Scottish clubs anyway. So it would make sense, really, if... He was to say sign for Celtic or Rangers. He goes on loan there and they pick up his wages until his contract ends with us. And then, like I said, with Amabadadeli, it's if he plays for us, it means he then can't go up, go anywhere else. So if he's not in the plans, you're kind of not going to do that, are you? Um, I mean, Ag- Aguilera would have been one who'd been nice to maybe see him, but you know, we was in the stuck one. We really, we we. At two two, you're not going to be bringing, you're not going to really be chucking kids on in a game where, you know, you're looking to win. Um, he's not really a kid. He's what? Is he twenty one? Yeah, but I mean, someone who's that vastly inexperienced and at this level, um, get him in, get him on the pitch. Yeah. Obviously, he would have played in probably Morgan's position once as well. And you know, Morgan's going to stay on the pitch because he's the type of player in the game today who makes something happen out of nothing, like he did with the goal. Yeah, the thing with Amabadile is if if now if you say McKenna's going and he's get, and then they say if Amabadile goes and we get an injury, who's playing centre half? We haven't got anyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, we've well, got Murillo and, and Warrell up now. Felipe's mm, injury prone. I, 
I don't think they're stupid enough to let these players go if they can't get a replacement in. I mean, there's been reports that he'd like a new centre-half, but <laughs> we don't kind of know what's going on with the FFP things at the minute, so we kind of don't know what we are. I mean... I mean, Nia Carte is a massive miss because, you know, he, he was absolutely sensational against United. Um, and then his backup's Willy Bolly, who's also gone. So, you, you, you're down to like, really, let's be have it right, Warrell's fifth-choice centre-half if, you know, Felipe's fit as well. You'd, you'd mm. put all them four ahead of him and then, you know, you're down to sixth and seventh with Omabadadeli and McKenna, who, like I say, won't be here in the summer. So... Yeah, it's, it's slim pickings at centre-half and it's something that kind of got to work around because they might want players to go, but we can't let players go without getting others in for the depth. Yeah, I know I know Nuno likes a tight squad, but I didn't think he'd like it that tight. But we'll do some slept on it, thoughts, because we did get some in, uh, even though we, we, we said that I was going to do this about half an hour before uh, it went out. So here we go. Red side of the Trent. Slept on it, thoughts. Premier Elliot, turns out we are lacking very heavily in the goalkeeping department. Seeing Montiel and Worrell constantly arguing didn't fill me with confidence. Great goal from Morgan's White. Just found it weird atmosphere, plus two men next to me uh, that left after their first goal. Why? Uh, Simon, Morgan, uh, top bins in school. All playgrounds and grassroots pitches are being renamed Gibbs White all over the county. Uh, same as most cup games, different atmosphere in the crowd as well as on the pitch. Players have points to prove and fans have money to save. Would be interesting to know how many season ticket holders gave up their seat. It let a lot of new faces experience the world-famous city ground. Uh, Chris Walsh should be winning it after equalising on 56. I think the team thought it would be just come naturally rather than put really pushing for the winner. Morgan Gibbs-White, good job we played him. Takeaways, we need uh, goalkeeper 100%. Uh, 100% need a forward. Montiel can't be number one right back. Can see why uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi is so cheap, poor finishing. Uh, James, frustrating result today, but done well to come back from 2-0 down. Replay gives us an opportunity to right the wrongs before we play Brentford. Keeper situation is really concerning as Lacadimos hardly covered himself with glory today. Slick Rick, Blackpool away on a Tuesday night in January. It's like the good old days. Um, Gary, and then lastly, uh, no wins least because we didn't get that many. Um, we're doing this on short notice. Gary Baldy not. Uh, the problems of pre-Nuno clearly still there. Think it, think missing Tywo and Alanga really hurts us for pace. Some very poor performances today. Um, a few to take a few things of it, I think to take away with some of those like Monty, I was an interesting chat. My mate next to me, Mason, uh, he, he was not having him at all today. <laughs> he thought he was really poor, but his 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 balling for, for Dominguez. In the last two games, and his play overall play against Newcastle and against United, I thought was pretty good. To be fair, um, probably had an off day today. Yeah, but, I think well, it was a bit of a different situation today because we were playing Blackpool, and he, he, he just kind of kept wanting to bomb forward all the time. And there were, you know, there was times when he wasn't getting the ball from, you know, the back. Um, but also, he's got to kind of realise that he is playing in the back four, so. If he's obviously bombing forward, it's then going to leave space in behind down the flanks. Um, yeah, I'd say it's a bit quite, quite indifferent. I'd say he obviously wasn't at the level of the Newcastle and the Man U games. Um, but it, yeah, obviously the cross for um, Dominguez was really good. Um, 
he just kind of forgot his dis- defensive responsibilities at times. and need to stay him on challenge. Yeah, it was a very indifferent performance from them. Yeah. The- Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, we'll do some play performances, Reese, and then we'll talk about some of the news, the FFP stuff. We'll get, get your opinion, get my opinion. Um, we'll obviously talk a bit more on Sunday, next Sunday, when we talk with uh, Christian and uh, and Lee as well, and, and a guest who we might announce at the end of this podcast. We don't know. We'll, 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 think, we'll think about it if we're going to say who it is. People probably already know, to be honest. Cause I've, I haven't said anything. So. Um, but yeah, um, so... I'll give I'll give you um I'm gonna give you Joe Worrell because I think he is hot topic really. How, how did you think he played? Um how did I think he played? Yeah, it's, it's kind of <laughs> probably that what I've just said. I mean, I, I kind of just you just get the sense it's like the end of the road. I think you can just kind of tell, I think, all around. Um, there'll always be, I think, people who are very loyalist to, you know, the lads who come from the academy because it is a nice string to people's bow that they obviously come from Nottingham or in the team. But you kind of think that if, you know, if um, the AFCON wasn't going on and Felipe's fit, that Warren would probably might have left. But, well, we're definitely believing in this window might have even left by now. Um, it's just because we're so short, really, at centre-half at the minute, because, like we said, we've got an injury to Felipe and Niakati and Bolly have gone off to play in the AFCON. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, me personally, I, th- I think overall it probably is the right time to move on. Um, I know there'll be people who disagree with that and people who will agree with that, but I don't think he did anything poorly today. I just think maybe the time, I think, has just come to move on sometimes. You know, same with the manager. Sometimes things run the course, and a fresh start might be better for might be better for everybody. But um, you know, I know I know Christians um, <laughs> obviously not happy with the reports that come out, and you know it, it's not good if they are true walking out on your, your team and that. And that's obviously why he's been kind of isolated for um, a, a relatively relative amount of time under the previous manager. Um, you know, really, I think Cooper probably should have stripped him of the captaincy during that time if that if that was true because he, he completely isolated from the squad. So, yeah, um, I think it may be the end of the road. But um, I know he's obviously there's been that blip, and there has been it's been a very roller coaster ride for him. Anti anti at Forest really, there's been plenty of ups, there's been plenty of downs, and I wouldn't like wish him any harm and that if he was to leave it it'd kind of be you know thank you for your service but we move on kind of thing really mm. I'm interested to hear what your take is on 
Callum Hudson Odoi for today's game because I thought it was if it was a game where he could get a bit of confidence back into him. He's like he looks all he's like almost the nearly man at the moment for me. Well, this is why, with respect, you play pay him three million quid for a player who you know who was a few seasons ago. I think Bayern Munich were offering 60, 70 million for him. You know, he's had he's had some bad luck anti with injuries. You know, I'm not sure if how much they've took his the toll because of injuries as well as well as physically they can take take the toll mentally you know especially if you're a, a player with plenty of pace and explosiveness like Callum Hudson-Odoi is you can there is sometimes where in a player's mind they'll think oh do I push myself that extra yard because something might just go again um I mean t- today I thought I thought he was much better second half linking up with Tavares because it was just pure full-on pace when it down that left side and um to be fair, you know, he made the shooting opportunity, which he did well to make the opportunity, but he'll be disappointed with the, the finish. And then, as I said earlier, the, the one in the last minute, he's kind of put that into a great corridor, really, for a striker. It's just that that's that's unlucky, that is, for me personally. As frustrating as it is, that, that is just unlucky. It's one of them where, you know, an inch the other way and we turn that in. But, um again, it, it's, it's been kind of fits and starts for him since he's joined us in, in for his career over the last couple of years, really. So, I, you know, hopefully he can kind of get a run of games and get some match sharpness and some confidence back because he has got ability. He can, you know, he was he was playing for England a couple of years ago. I think before he was playing for Chelsea, wasn't he? So he's clearly got ability. He's just kind of unlocking that potential because that's always the buzzword, isn't it? Potential, well, you've got to kind of unlock it. So, yeah, if I mean... <laughs> He's probably going to play because if we are playing this four-two-three-one, we've only got two out-and-out wingers at the club, and that's what kind of staffers I thought first half today that we didn't have that natural balance of two wingers on the pitch. So, you know, if he gets a run in the team, then hopefully we can start seeing him. You know, like the goal against Burnley, things like that would be nice. Yeah, I think I think your comment about balance is is pretty bang on, really, because I thought. Nico Dominguez, though, really did a really good job against Man United out on that left side because he can kind of operate as a an extra number ten almost, but a bit wider and, and drift into those spaces that Morgan maybe is not occupying. Obviously, like where he scored his goal and then scored his goal again mm. today, he's is in, he's in the penalty box. So, but I, I I completely get it because when you want to get chalk on your boots, sort of thing, get get it out wide, you can't do it because he's, yeah. he's coming inside too much because it's because it's where he wants to be in it. Yeah, especially when you want to play against the league one side on the front foot and take it to them, you know what I mean? You kind of need two natural wingers, really, who are going to run at the full-back and run at the, you know, well, whatever, well they play wing-backs in, say, Blackpool, you know, run at the, the wider midfielders slash the wing-backs and give them a torrid time and cut in. You know, obviously, Hudson-Odoi was doing that second half, but we didn't, we hadn't had that natural winger on the other side, did we? So it was a bit kind of imbalanced. And I think that's why, to be fair, Nuno loaded that, left side second half with just two players who are going to just run at them all day long which to be fair they did Tavares and Hudson-Odoi second half yeah I thought uh, Tavares like like getting on the overlap gives like space to to Hudson-Odoi to then move inside and and kind of do his thing we had we had a lot of joy there this should be fair but we're going to move on to the financial fair play news I mean I've said to you you guys in the chat um, Christian and Lee obviously as well there I, I don't really speak too much about something that I don't really know that much information about. Like I know you can you get records to all the finances and stuff of 
uh, the club and everything every year, but it, it's not really like too clear and concise for, for someone like me. It's not that like I'm thick or anything. I just, <laughs> you just don't know what everything goes on. You know what I mean? I, I, well, I, don't, it, I don't really get it because you, you're it, counting two seasons where it was in the championship and then you're trying to, and you're still trying to keep them goalposts almost. Mm. It's a bit, I find it all a bit stupid. To be honest. Well, if it was easy to read accountancy figures for everybody, everybody would be an accountant, wouldn't they? Um, and yeah. on good money, but unfortunately, that isn't how it goes. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've, I mean, I know a tiny bit on it. I'm not, I'm no expert on it. I mean, I've read, read bits and bobs. And if you, if you've been a Premier League team for the last three years, then it means you can lose 105 million across um, three years, so 35 million a season. But I think we're limited to 61 million, um, because two of the last three seasons have been in the Championship, and obviously last season in the Premier League for the accounts. I think a lot of it's kind of. Obviously, in regards to the Brennan Johnson sale, that we are kind of, you know, we're trying to move it back onto last year's accounts, even though he's been sold at the end of August. Um, you know, Forrest had said they've been in dialogue with the Premier League. If this is what you, you know, you read, if what you're reading is, is what you believe, they said they've been in dialogue with the Premier League where they said they could have sold Johnson before the cutoff, but for probably 15, 20 million less, which, you know, in the business world is, stupid business let's be honest if we can sell him for 20 million before the end of the transfer window then you're kind of gonna you know obviously sell him for 20 million at the end of the transfer window because you've got to maximize the the revenue you're getting into the club um you know they said they've been communicating with the premier league with that i mean i'm not sure what's been said um in regards to that i mean none of us really know because we're not behind the scenes but um we're we're gonna have to have to see really um you know, there wasn't. It's it is a little bit disappointing that we kind of don't know. I mean, I mean, John Percy tweeting to him. To be fair, John Percy has been reliable, but and he's kind of in with the club now. It's a little bit disappointing. We don't kind of know whether we're kind of in or out, but we we're confident that we're in. I mean, what does make me confident? Well, not I won't say confident, but feel a bit better is that. If we was under real pressure, they kind of would have maybe fire sailed Brennan Johnson before the end of June, so we could get him into his accounts. The club haven't done that, so it's it's one of them. What will be will be, but we're going to have to see what happens. You know, fingers crossed, we're in, and there's going to be no sanctions because we don't want to go down the route of a fast tracks points deduction and where, say, if there was, you know, I don't know where. Let's say, for instance, eight points above the relegation zone coming into March. We then say get six points took off, so we're only two above, and we're kind of back in that mix. So hopefully, fingers crossed, everything will be okay. And but it's, it's and it is all speculation at the minute because nobody's proved in the press that there has been any rules broken. It is just speculation because the money we've spent, and we'll have to see. I mean, I, I think everybody's in the dark. What? will happen in this window because of it really um whether it'll have any bearing on if we can bring in players or not um it shouldn't do really because them accounts are for last season but you know we've, we've already i think sold scarper aren't we in this window for four or five million so that's coming into the club and there might be a couple more departures so we'll, we'll have we'll have to see um i think in the next couple of weeks things will be a bit clearer yeah well i think 
it's the fourteenth that the Premier League yeah. will release so, yeah. everything there because everyone everyone submitted in December. Yeah, Kieran Maguire. Kieran, it's funny because Kieran Maguire, who's obviously the financial Premier League kind of connoisseur expert, whatever you want to call him, he's got a podcast called Price of Football. So he, like, if you're interested in more of that stuff, I'm sure he talks about it more in depth. But I think that bore me to death, quite honestly. <laughs> no, no offense to Kieran Maguire, but he's obviously doing some great work because he's someone that's a go-to person. But yeah, yeah. he, it seemed like something that he said got completely taken out of context by all yeah, the media. Because, yeah, well, that he is... said we was running close. Yeah, running close is running close, but it doesn't mean you well, broke any rules. Yeah, they basically asked him a question: Who's um, at most risk, and he, he he said, "Well, with obviously Forest is spending Forest because, like I said, we're not on the same cycle as like Everton, for example. We can't lose as much as they could have done. But obviously, this is the British media. Everything gets sensationalised. It? It's a headline. Um, it clicks into it, you know. So, and it, and it obviously has gained traction, hasn't it? Because then type of headlines do sell stories. Um, but the, so, well, we'll, we'll, like we say, Adam, in a week, week or so's time, will be much clearer, and we'll see. We'll have. To, there's no point really worrying about it at this minute because it's out of our control. And what will be, will be. We'll, we'll find out in a week or so's time whether or not you know what's going to kind of happen going forward. Really, I, I know the appointment of. Um... Is it is I don't is his name DeMarco? Yeah, Nico DeMarco. I mean, what a great name that is. It sounds like <laughs> Mafia or something. Italian but, Mafia boss, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like I think somewhat because I think I know Christian kind of mm. he he draw draw to that uh mm. the conclusion of us getting him in means there's something to worry about. There's something there's a case obviously to fight. I don't know mm. if that's he he's coming in just to like well, double check everything. Yeah. There's not been any yeah, messing, well, there's not been like Something that we've missed or or whatever, I don't know. No, I I, I mean that that that'd be nothing to do with him now because the the accounts have been submitted. What like I say, what will be will be with the accounts. That's it's it's basically it's, it's kind of a bit of um because obviously like Percy said, we're we're kind of un, we are confident, but we are there is that bit of uncertainty. So if you are a little bit uncertain with a multi million pound business as we are, you make preparation for worst case scenario. So that's what they've kind of done by bringing this guy in. You know, he, he'll probably earn a king's ransom and might not have to do anything. So, um, like I said, we'll see. You know, if if nothing comes of it, you know, he gets sent on his way, don't he, with a big bag of money. If something does come of it, then he's, you know, one of the top lawyers in the game and he can, you know, maybe challenge it and. We'll see what maybe if it does go down the, the road of a points deduction or whatever, it can maybe limit that point deduction or, you know, put forward our case of what's been said. And yeah, it might then go away. But we don't know at a minute. We don't know what, unfortunately, none of us are reading the books, are we? So we don't know. I know yeah, my, my last point on it, and I don't know if you, if you, what your opinion will be on this, but. I do find it weird that the financial end is is the June thirtieth when the the transfer window is not even open for anyone. I find that really really peculiar. I don't. I know you could probably say, well, then you've still got last year's included, and that's how they're kind of doing it. They're doing it before you start spending more money or what. But I do find that a bit of a strange I think, one. I think I think the change. I do think they changed it, but um if that is the case i might be wrong on that but i do have a feeling that they did change the rules but if that is the case then the premier league clubs vote on the rules so they know what the rules are you know the, the clubs have just got they've got as much as we can we can we can argue about ffp and what it is i mean that's for another podcast and we can talk about <laughs> whether it's right or wrong but the rules are the rules and end of the day 
you know, you have to abide by them or, you know, you face punishment, don't you? That's just the way it goes, yeah. unfortunately. Christian Barkley in the comments says, um, Nico DeMarco did well defending Tuffalo. So, yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah. Um, it is, um, I've literally just lost train of thought. I was going to say now, um, it, oh, yeah, it was about Martin Samuels, um, article. I think it was in the Times about, um, how. It looks like uh, like the Premier League of just be like, how dare Forest have a go at spending yeah, money and, and same with yeah. Everton and, and stuff like that. But these are the rules that, are, that have come to try and protect the clubs. And you look at how many clubs have gone bust and nearly gone. Yeah, I mean, in the last I mean, few years, you, you've got to have financial controls in place and for some financial controls, because otherwise it'd be like the bleeding Wild West. Because Newcastle, like for example, are owned by a bleeding state, they could just pump if they wanted to. Billions of, I mean, Chelsea pumped in a billion, and to be fair, but they could just pump billions and billions of pounds into the transfer market. So you've got you've got to have some kind of financial control. I don't, I'm not a massive fan of how FFP works. Um, you know, there, there was this, there's a concepts about like that it should be over clubs turnover is how much you're allowed to spend. But then again, the big clubs are going to have bigger turnover, so they can spend more. It, it, it's I'm probably I'm probably not as um I'm not educated enough to kind of say what's the right and what's the wrong answers in regards to finances in football. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's frustrating for us because we're trying to make a statement, aren't we, coming back into the Premier League? And it and on the flip side, then teams like Norwich get moaned at who come up, bank the money, spend twenty million, then just go straight back down and be cannon fodder. So. It just seems like with everything in football, there's no middle ground, really. Is it's either everything good or everything bad. So yeah, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Um, just before we finish, Reese, I know next week we might dive into a bit more transfer kind of malarkey. Give it another week for for more rumours to surface. But um, just like as a on the spot question, like what one position if if you if you could improve it tomorrow what what would you go for keeper mate he's got to be keeper um i mean we we we're, we're desperate for another winger but if if the fully fit i think alanga and hudson adoya a two d well alanga especially has been excellent tanti well overall is with his art that um as frustrating as it can be at times i mean hudson adoya kind of hoping he can get back to similar levels what he was when he broke through at chelsea I just think with the keeper is just such an important position. Um, and like I said earlier, I don't think either keeper um, is filling fans with much confidence at the minute. I mean, I'd like to see a little bit more of uh, Vlachidimos, but, you know, um, it's not ideal that we've now been in the Premier League, what is it, 18 months, and we've still not really got a number one we can hang his hat on. You know, we've tried, obviously, Henderson... I think would have been that number one if it hadn't have been for injuries, which is a shame because he's, he's now obviously playing at Palace and getting in the side. Obviously, Wayne Hennessy, I think, was always brought in as a number two. Navas was kind of a short-term fix, wanted because of Henderson's injury. And then we've kind of brought in two keepers in the summer where we don't kind of know which is number one. So we're trying out both and both really aren't, like I say, filling fans with confidence. So it's a bit of a sticky one. I think... I think the keeper's probably the one. And there is others, you know, it's clearly we need a centre-back if we're going to 
you know, let a few of the cent- other centre-halves go and we do need another winger because for that balance, because when, like today, when Alanga's injured, we haven't got somebody else who can play out and out wide. So I think they would be the three with a keeper being at the top. Um, and then possibly, if you know, if Origi's not going to be around much or injured, maybe another striker, but we don't know what we can kind of do in the window, do we? Mm. Um, well, I think... The FFP. I think the FFP thing is kind of it doesn't matter about this year because if you submit yeah. things on the thirtieth of June, that mm. is now a new year now, so you can kind of like yeah. a new year spending in it. It just uh, depends how what our budget is. That's all mm. it is. I, d- I don't know whether like you know with obviously this hanging over his head, the club might think oh it's not a good look as going for X Y Z play. You know what I mean? And why we're kind of under this little bit of scrutiny, but. We'll, We'll see that what I'm hoping that well, the club should know what budgets they've got and what we can spend and what we can do. And whether that means moving a couple of players out to bring one in, I'm not sure, but we'll, we'll just have to see, won't we? Unfortunately, us as fans don't know what's happening behind the scenes in regards to the finances. Do you, do you ever remember when we got linked to every player and it was like, could he play left back? Now it's Kenny <laughs> playing goal. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit gutted that. Um, Anthony and Jaden Sancho and, and and the likes have been having stinkers at Man United because I would mm. quite like to have a Diallo or maybe on loan because yeah. he looks a bright bright player. He was really yeah. good at Sunderland last season, and I thought someone that we someone we lack is a left footed mm. right winger as such. Yeah, if you want to play inverted wingers, in, yeah, he, he he's someone that I'd have maybe liked to have given a chance to at least mm. on loan for the rest of the season. But it's just kind of like as a Premier League team, you don't want to keep getting in players on loan and developing other people's players, do you? You know, I've seen obviously those links with you know Fabio Carvalho at Liverpool, but they're kind of like, oh, we need regular game time. And you know, if Hudson Adoy and Alanga are fit, who are our wingers, both still quite young. You kind of want them to be playing, really, not developing somebody else's player. So, you know, in an ideal world, I think we do need another permanent winger. It's just, you know, like I said, we're not sure what budget and that we've got for this window. Definitely. But I think that kind of comes to the end of of our, of our chat, Reese. I mean, it's been 48 minutes. We've had 36 people in here. Thank you very much for, for coming and listening to us waffle. I know um, some of our podcasts have been live at the same sort of time as well after the Blackpool game. But um, it's going to be, well, I think the game's 16th, isn't it? So it's just, what, nine days away? Uh, um, yeah, let me just have a check, mate. It'll be, think- yeah... Yeah, a bit of 16 French, 16 for the 17. So nine, nine, nine days have got. Mm. I mean, they could have a little city break in there somewhere, I'm yeah. sure. Like, it's keep yeah, it's just, James's, it, it kind of depends. Georgia, what sorry. They're doing, isn't it? Because maybe, say, for the given them Friday till Monday off over that weekend of next weekend, it's kind of they can't now because they'll need to be training. They'll probably be heading up Tuesday morning, training on the Monday, etc., won't they? So. Yeah, I, I, I obviously I don't know what Nuno's schedule is. We're just we're kind of guessing, aren't we? On certain things, you have to kind of guess guesswork, really. Definitely. But uh, next Sunday we will be having a guest. That guest, I'm going to say actually, because uh, people in the chat deserve it. But we're having Alan Rogers come on the panel next week, so um, we'll be having some questions, and maybe we will do some sort of quick Q and A. Uh, some questions for Alan about his past, maybe about the present. So that'll be quite fun. I know he's quite vocal on social media if you follow him. And if you've if you've listened or watched his under the cosh, it's absolutely sensational. <laughs> um, so so it'll be good to have Alan on next week, and and I'm sure we'll get in some some decent stories at, at, in some parts hopefully as well. Yeah, 
Just Definitely. want to lack, lack quickly before we end, just the last thing to talk about, obviously Shelby, getting rid of Shelby, oh. which was... We've got um, rid of Shelby. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. Like, unexpectedly. Um, yeah, which obviously... What know, a great got... time he had with us. Yeah, well, that turned out to be a disaster, didn't it? Um, and it, it got blown out of proportion, really, into, on social media. I mean, I mean, Rob Dorsett's journalism on it was really embarrassing, I thought, because he, he didn't even get the team right who he signed for. You know, he says it was Trabs on Spore rather than Riser Spore, if that's how you say it. Yeah. And then he was kind of saying like, oh, Forrest have got away with one, but they've not broken any rules. Well, if we've not broken any rules, you know, it's not an ideal mistake and it's not really a mistake, you know, professional business should be making, but it's happened. The club's then rectified it and we move on, you know. Same we've kind of got away with it. I thought it was a bit poor, but this is typical sensationalism, isn't it? But um, I, I don't know whether Shelby's kind of ripped agreed to rip his contract up and move on or he's kind of been like, look, pay me a small amount of money, you know, well, I say small amount, but I think I worked it out. It was about, if he's on 70 odd grand a week, it was about 8 million pounds in wages over two years. And that he might've turned around and said, look, give me one or 2 million and then I'll rip my contract up and I'll move on, which if Forrest could save 5 million and get him off the books or whatever over two years, it's, it's good. It's good and bad business. Bad business by signing him and it being a disaster and good business getting him out the door for a few million less than what we would have paid him. God, if we were paying John, <laughs> John Joe Shelby 70 grand a week, we deserved. Well, it, it, it was, it was obviously going to be the new Harry Arter, wasn't he? You know, I think I think it's pretty common that Harry Arter probably digged his feet in, which, you know, I do agree. I, well, I'm not saying I do agree, but I don't agree with it, but from his personal view and I'd probably do the same. You're not going to get a contract like he's on ever again. And so he's going to try and rake as much money out of the game as he possibly can into for him and his family. So you can't, I guess you can't have a, a go at him in that sense. It's just our stupid, the wild west of football is at times, isn't it? That you've got a guy on 40 grand a week who's not played for two or three years for us. Yeah, definitely. Well, if you've enjoyed it, um, drop us a like, subscribe to us on YouTube, trying to get us up to a thousand at least by whatever um but we'll, we'll see you next week uh with Atlan uh, and the rest of the guys hopefully yeah, and, and uh, a blackpool prediction <laughs> and a blackpool prediction god yeah and a brentford one i guess at, at the same yeah. sort of time but um everyone have have a have a good week uh hopefully the um lack of football doesn't make everyone's too stir crazy but we'll see you in the next one uh, and the common new rents Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.